Good evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, South of the Cheddar Curtain. Your boy, Devin Hines, sitting across from Luke Mueller, as always. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. So, the Packers did play this past weekend. Some of them. Some of them. Aaron Rodgers in the Pat McAfee show this week said repeatedly it was a meaningless game. Game that didn't matter in the slightest. Nevertheless, our boys took the L. 37-30 to a hungry Lions team. Very hungry. Biting all those kneecaps. Dan Campbell has those boys. They're, they're doing all that they can with the little talent that they have. They are definitely trying very hard, uh, which is interesting, just kind of comparing them to other terrible teams in the NFL, you know, and who do you feel better about them or like the Giants who just f- completely folded to end the season? Oh, I have respect for the Lions. Right. The Giants, if people missed it, on a third and nine from their own five-yard line in the second quarter, did a quarterback dive out of the goal line formation. Yeah, just so they didn't mess up. The best part about that story is people forget they did that on second down, too. That's why it was third and nine. On second and ten, they did a quarterback dive as well. You know, even if you just give it to the fullback on that play, I still have more respect for you. The fact that it's quarterback dive, like you gave the Madden controller to your younger brother. I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, you do have running backs on the roster. I double-checked. I mean, they had people they could have handed the ball to, <laughs> not have Jake Fromm oh God, get I six inches. Jake Fromm has to play for them now. Yep. Anyways, we're getting a little off track. It's fine. You know, we're trying to we're trying to expand our horizons of the show. Bye week. It's bye, the bye week. week. You know, isn't that nice to have? Oh, it is. It's great. It feels great. It really does. What a blessing. <laughs> All right. So th- there are some things that we can take a value from this game against the Lions. Correct. Obviously, we have to look at this game kind of through the the prism of understanding that not all parts of it are really indicative of how our team is playing or capable of playing at the moment uh we sat a couple people right aaron jones sat devondra campbell sat the center of the defense and it definitely showed that he was 100 percent did but i think that was a smart decision to kind of let those guys that kind of been dealing with maybe some nagging injuries just take a little extra time i mean we know what they can do we don't need to put them out there necessarily oh it was definitely the right call i completely agree completely so, things that we did find of value. Let's start up front. It was nice to get some of the pieces of the offensive line back, right? There were rumors that Bakhtiari was coming back, and we, we sort of had a glimpse into that. But we've been joking for months about Josh Myers. Like, is he dead? We haven't heard anything. And then all of a sudden, he's back, and he's playing. And we were discussing before the show that I don't think I really appreciated the behemoth and the presence of Josh Myers until I saw him again against the Lions. There was a halfback dive just right up the middle, and we were uh, banging on the goal line. Josh Myers just just takes his guy off the screen, and Dylan follows suit. I mean, talk mm-hmm. about a couple of mountains coming at you. Mm-hmm. Josh Myers, and then behind him, A.J. Dillon, like, look out. Which is awesome to see, because actually, that, this morning I was watching something on uh, the NFL Network, and they're talking about Creed Humphrey, right, the center for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. who's taken one pick before, one pick after Josh Myers. I remember that they went hand-in-hand, hand, right? So, And they showed him making similar plays, just completely destroying nose tackles because he's such a big, strong dude. Josh Myers is very similar in that respect. Um, we picked him because he fits our scheme, our run scheme, a little bit better. A little bit smaller of a human, but still 
Way bigger than Lucas Patrick. Way stronger. Roger said he is by far the biggest center he has ever had. Because like Corey Lindsley, right? Beast of a man, strength-wise, but not that big. Nimble, yeah. Correct. He was pretty athletic, very strong for his size. Josh Myers is just huge. I mean, we talk about playoffs. You talk about playoffs in Lambeau, especially because, as we know, playoffs going through Lambeau. Talk about the power running game. Mm -hmm. Talk about up the gut. Josh Myers leading the way. It's going to be a sight to behold. It's going to be a long day for those nose tackles. (laughs) It's going to be a long day, and I love it. But, yeah, I mean, we talked about some of this stuff last week, right? We talked about when to see these guys out there, even if for just a little bit of time, get that cohesion back on the front line, like Josh Myers and Dave Bakhtiar never played together. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. And, and it's kind of the reason I, at least Bakhtiar got pulled was kind of conditioning because he got pulled before the rest of the starters did. Not a lot, but I think he got pulled like halfway through the second quarter. The rest of them played till halftime. But getting up to game speed is such an important part here when you're going to be walking out against possibly some premier pass rushers, defensive lines. I mean, we're in the playoffs. None of these teams suck. No, the NFC is, I think, is stacked from top to bottom. Like, all seven teams are dangerous. Yeah, you don't want to play any of them. We're Mm -hmm. definitely on the harder side of the bracket this year. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So a couple other things, though, I think we should mention. Positive on offense. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers looked fantastic. Yeah, him and Devontae were carving him up just like they do every week. I mean, he looked great. Um, really, really sharp. And that's he came in, played a great half, walked away. It's exactly what I wanted to see. Really, the offense as a whole looked pretty pretty solid through the first half. We had a lull here or there, but they did what they needed to do, I think. Um, we scored quickly, didn't do much, and then kind of scored again. Would have been nice to... You know, just put up 28 points in the first half or something like that. However, I'll take it. We look sharp. We look like we are ready for prime time. All without Aaron Jones. So I think that's an important part to play here. Without Aaron Jones, without Cobb, right? Just getting the piece of the offensive line yep. back. It was another great game for Alan Lazard. He was featured heavy on that first drive. Ended up with five catches for 75 yards and two touchdowns. And again, it's just he past few weeks, he's... He's really solidified himself as the number two, as much as that pains me to say with my boy MVS. We all thought it was going to be MVS coming into the season. Now, granted, he did get a little banged up, so he left early. But Lazard, I think definitely, as the Lizard King, he took his throne as the number two receiver. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Which I was looking on Instagram, and everybody calls him Lizard King. It's not just us. It's not just I kind of thought it was us. Yeah, honestly, that was just a stupid thing that we did. (laughs) No, it's no. a stupid thing everyone does. And if you guys ever see when, like, after the touchdown this week, after one of his both <laughs> touchdowns, they go up and they, they throw their crown on him. Mm. Like, Lizard King. They're literally crowning him. Great to see it. I, I absolutely love it. And it's so interesting because some of the routes, we've talked about this before, but are almost tight end routes. Right. On his second touchdown, mm-hmm. that was completely a tight end route. That, that was Big Bob. Yep. That was the Big Bob replacement. You do RIP. play action to the right. You have the tight end on that side, leak out and go back across. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like a like a across the body throw for the quarterback. Thankfully, we have one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So Aaron makes a lot of problem. But like, yeah, like we said last week, right? Using Lazard's frame like he's a tight end because he is as good a blocker as most tight ends. Mm-hmm. Quite possibly better than Big Bob. 
He's not a great. You said great, it. Not you a great it. blocker. I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> and I'm not going to argue that. So yeah, great, great to see him getting involved again. He's becoming. He has become a true weapon. Um, and I know Rogers has talked about kind of the the trust and seeing that next step that he's taken, and just to have another weapon out there, huge for us because you know Devonte is going to get going to get his and also going to get his attention. You just keep on counting. What are you going to do? You're going to double Devonte. Good luck. Then you want up Alan Lazard. Then you want up MVS. Then you got Josiah doing some things, and you're not going to stack the box for. The hammer, AJ Dillon, the quad father, and then Aaron Jones had to cut it outside. Like, if our boys play to their potential, which is a big if, because in playoffs in the past, it's been us shooting ourselves in the foot, not mm-hmm. being outplayed by teams. Mm-hmm. But if if we show up consistently at the offensive skill positions, whew. I mean, this is the most balanced offense I think we've ever had uh, in recent memory, right? I mean, this isn't 2011 where we took the league by storm with our 27 different wide receivers that would all kill you. That was the year where we had Jordy and Jennings and Driver and James Jones and all that, and Michael Finley. We didn't run for shit, though. Absolutely no running game. And we had Ryan Grant, I believe, because that was the year after the Super Bowl. He was back and healthy. Yep. It really, really kind of bit us in the butt there towards the end. But we can beat you so many different ways this year. Like you said, playing up to their potential. We haven't yet this year, quite frankly. I don't think we've seen the team fire on all cylinders, which is kind of a double-edged sword. A little scary because, you know, I'd like to see that at some point. But the other ha- on the other hand, think about how good they could be if we're they st- just show up. We're still putting up like 30 points even if we're not firing on all cylinders. Right. We're finding things we don't like when we put up 30 points. In a game we didn't try. Correct. Where I- we had literally nothing to play for. Now, I do want to bring up, and I- I'm shocked you haven't, more so far. I mean, just in passing, but I don't think anybody that listens to this podcast knows where we're going. Your boy, man. You got you got to throw some out. Josiah with the wheels. Yeah, Josiah definitely showing he can add a little something to the offense, right? As we mentioned in the past, he, what he lacks in verticality, he definitely showed he can make up for in his wheels. I mean, my God, he took that little screen dump off and gave Amar, not Amari Rogers. <laughs> Should not be mentioning him. We'll get to you. Yeah, we were, we're too soon. We're still talking about things that we like, so we Correct. cannot be mentioning Amari Rodgers. He gave Jordan Love like half of his passing yards in one play. It was all after the catch. Yeah, Josiah took a little just a little backdoor tight end screen, took it 62 yards, broke like three tackles. And again, that's just another component. That's something else you have to look for. It was great to see it out of him, and it was... I'm sure LaFleur was really happy to see it, right? Right, because that's that's his guy, right? We took him in the third round. That's his use check, right? All the 49ers comparisons. Exactly. Who's been forced into a non-use check role this year Mm -hmm. with uh, Big Bob's injury, RIP. But what I was really impressed by was that after the catch ability, which is something that no one else, not even Big Bob, probably makes a play quite like that. That looked... I mean, I, I'm just throwing out comparisons. Obviously, he'll never be this good. I'm salivating. Who are you going with? I'm going to go with Kelsey. I like that. Do you okay. know what I mean? Because Kelsey yeah. kind of has that ability where someone you think someone's kind of there, and he's not trucking people or anything. He's not, he doesn't have the same play style as Gronk, but he's fast enough to kind of keep you at bay, and he'll just kind of weasel his way off tackles. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Like people just can't get a good hit on him. And that's kind of what Josiah looked like to me. 
And the fact that it was a middle screen. It's 100% a Kelsey thing. A little off tackle, but like he was still going through the middle of the field. There were plenty of guys. This is in the fourth quarter. Detroit's playing a soft zone. Like it was it wasn't a blitz. He needed to make one guy miss. He had to He had to get through the defense. Yeah. And he weaved his way through, which once again is very much a Kelsey style of run after the catch. Uh which so I found that super interesting just from a a future perspective, if anything, right? Because Josiah has taken steps this year to become better. But I'm really interested in what he's gonna be like next year. Cause I think if we have more pieces in play, get all our pieces back, I want to see what that role looks like. If we have Big Bob back, you're saying? Or, because I think he's a restricted free agent, any classic tight end back. Do you know what I mean? Maybe Tyler Davis gets a bigger role. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. But Because I don't think, even after this year, I don't think Josiah is that classic tight end. I think they're going to want to put him back in more of the check role. He'll play tight end, depending on, on um, formations and such, I have no doubt. But... I don't think he's going to be next to David Bakhtiari every single play on the line of scrimmage. No. I don't think that's the plan. Definitely not. They want to move him around. So I'm really excited for his development. Now he's shown me enough flashes the last several weeks that I'm starting to get excited. Not on your level. (laughs) Not on your level. But I'm starting to get there. I'm starting to see some stuff that I'm really liking. What I was bummed about was they didn't show Roger's reaction to the play. There's a lot of rumors thoughts whatever about that that rogers hates josiah right <laughs> whatever like if josiah drops a pass or does something you can they show rogers reaction then and he's mm-hmm. angry he's swearing and i think it would have been a cool moment i'm sure rogers would have given him some praise about that with development and the good route and how he's becoming a big part of this offense and he's becoming more reliable mm-hmm. would have been cool to see but he'll just have to make more plays in the playoffs so i can watch aaron praise him hey i am all for it Absolutely all for it. So happy to hear that. All right. So that's what we liked on offense. I guess the only oh, other thing we talk about is Patrick Taylor. We got to right? talk about Patrick Taylor, Patrick man. Taylor. Because I was kind of curious to get a better look at Patrick Taylor. Obviously, like we said, no Aaron Jones. So that means it's just A.J. Dillon. And we didn't have another running back. RB4, now RB3. Correct. So we didn't have another one suited up. So it's just going to be those two. I was curious how they were going to handle that. Um, which meant you saw A.J. Dillon playing later into the game than other people of kind of his caliber on the team, which is fine. But Patrick Taylor looked good, man. I mean, he was physical, I think. I mean, he's not A.J. Dillon, but he chucked somebody in the game. He looked good. When he's gotten to snaps in the regular season, a lot more trucking ability than what I saw in the preseason. He just felt slow and weak to me, but I agree. Not A.J. Dillon, but the boy can truck stuff. He's a, a hard guy to bring down. He doesn't have crazy speed. He doesn't have that acceleration of Aaron Jones. But we're talking about he's realistically RB4. I feel really good about that. When he comes into the game, I'm not like, oh, God. Here's he's a, not, he's here's, not wasted snaps. Correct. He's he's not going to just get you one yard fall down, which is kind of what it felt like in the preseason. He's not Dexter Williams. He's not Deshaun Wynn. He's I'll not there. He's not RB2 or 3 for every team we've had for the last decade. Correct. <laughs> Vomit. Except for Jonathan Franklin. Shout out Jonathan Franklin. Dude, he was that dude. I'm still not over that, man. That Bengals game, man. I was I was betting one of our other friends, Bashesh, that uh that he was gonna be better than Eddie Lacey. I thought the same. And he and at least for one game he was. He was. He was so good. For the the entire sample size, he was definitely better. Because he didn't get to do anything any other game. It was just that one. And then he 
like broke his neck or something a week later and that was that correct it was something devastating yeah it was so it was a short flash of brilliance but we love you jonathan franklin we always will we'll always have cincinnati <laughs> i think we lost that game too sure we did. i think so <laughs> okay now now to the bad now to the bad mm. what didn't you like oh 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 Oh, but should we oh. mention if, before we go to the bad that Dominique Daphne had a 26 yard play? We absolutely, that's what I was going to bring <laughs> up. Because <laughs> I love texting you that during the game, by the way. Yeah, this is another example where I was at work. So Luke was giving me updates and he said, big play by Daphne. And I was like, what? Is that a typo? <laughs> I think that text is the epitome of this game not mattering, of this game not meaning anything. That Dominique Daphne had a 26 yard scamper right it was yeah. on a play action rollout love hit him and he just kept going yeah most of that was after the catch definitely i mean he didn't look like josiah out there but he got no. he got some yards it's it's hard with josiah it's not easy <laughs> you know dominic daphne had had one target mm-hmm. he had one opportunity and he caught it and had a nice play that's all you can ask right that's all you can ask for you know you you would expect when the ball is thrown your way to catch the ball not to Either drop it or put it in the hands of the Lions. Oh, Thank you, Mr. Amari Rogers. So if you guys missed it, so Mr. Jordan Love did throw two interceptions on the last two drives of the game. We will get to his performance. The first one definitely deserves an asterisk. That was not his fault. He threw an in-breaking route to Amari Rogers, put the ball right in the breadbasket, and Amari dropped it and it went right to the hands of a Lions defender. You can't do that. I mean, we've talked mm-hmm. about all of his issues in the like punt return game. And he continues to be a non-factor when he's on the field in the offense. If we needed any more proof that he should not be active for any postseason game, barring an injury to like massive injuries to the receiving core or an injury to David Moore. I don't want to see him because he actively makes his team worse. He really does. And it's really unfortunate because this comes on the back of him having his best punt return of the season. He had like a 25-yard punt return. He looked good on. Caught the ball. Step one. Ran with the ball. Step two. It was phenomenal. He could have turned the corner. It's. Eh. He but could have flipped the script. Could open could a new have. chapter. This could have been the game where like, man, Amari looked pretty good. He could be something. We're not asking for a lot. Just please don't suck. But he kind of sucked. Right? You Like you said, he made the team worse. And not even that poor display on offense. Because that is detrimental. But something that. You pr- I don't even know if you picked up on this since you didn't get to watch the whole thing. On the final drive, right, after the Lions get that field goal to go up seven, on our final drive, they kick the ball into the end zone on the kickoff. Okay. What do you do there, right? Like, you don't want to waste time, right? You just take the you knee, you do whatever. Did he have a time Montgomery situation as well? We had a time Montgomery situation. He didn't fumble, but he still took it out at he an took appropriate it out. time. He took it out and took it to, like, the 18. So that wasted... I think it was seven seconds, something like that, to, Amari, to take the Amari, ball to the 18. Amari. You just catch that ball, take a knee, let it bounce in the end zone, whatever. Just don't touch it. There's no reason to. Don't take it out. You have not shown anything to make that decision. If that's Devin Hester back there, yeah, you're telling him to take the ball out. I don't care where the ball's kicked. Return it. If it's rookie Micah Hyde, easy peasy. Easy peasy. Take it. <laughs> but not you. Not no. you, Amari Rogers. No, definitely not you. So... Really boneheaded play there. And to your point, that just proves to me that we cannot put him on the field in any capacity in the playoffs. Because mistakes like that 
even mistakes that aren't as big as gift wrapping it and interception to the defense. Everything counts. Every inch counts. You can't be giving up yards and time like that in crucial situations. We think about why we've lost in the playoffs in recent years, and we don't have to go down that PTSD road, but so many of these games are us beating ourselves, right? I think you have to give respect of a better team just beats you, right? Mm-hmm. And there are times in the regular season where that has happened, and you can you can appreciate that and respect that. It still hurts, but it's different when you beat yourself. Correct. And Correct. Am- Amari Rogers, if he's on the field, it's a it's a guarantee he will put us at a disadvantage and put us in a position to lose. Yeah, and it, it sucks to say about a rookie that coming into the season we both had so such high hopes for. We thought that Randall Cobb would maybe lessen his role, but improve the quality of reps he took, right? Because that's his guy. That's that's an older brother figure that somebody he can look up to, someone who's very sound in every aspect we're talking about Amari being bad at. You had a perfect mentor. Literally, exactly. this guy's been like a mentor your entire life, and then he... You played the same position, you're like the same size. Comes back to the team that you're drafted to? Where Storybook. he's best friends with the quarterback, like it's it's gift wrapped for you, Amari, and it's disappointing to say the least. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, and it it's just hard, you know, because we're being pretty hard on him, and we have every reason to. But like I said, it, it's disappointing. You know, I'm not I'm not mad. I'm disappointed <sighs> in Amari Rogers this yeah, season. Trip. Uh, I'm really hoping that he has a strong off season. I don't want to see him the rest of the season, um, unless we're up by. 30 points in a playoff game. Nope. 50. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe 50. Maybe 50. And I'll be okay seeing maybe that number 50. eight trot in the field. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. David Moore, please come back. Yeah. He needs to be active instead of him. Yeah, instead, no. I'm sorry. He, David Moore, needs to be active instead of Amari, Ro- Amari Rogers. That is clear as day to me. Speaking of Packer receivers, that did not help Jordan Love. Juwan Winfrey. Yeah. That was a rough fumble. Yeah. So what was it? Early third quarter, right? The Lions sent, it might have been engage eight. I mean, they sent the kitchen sink right at Jordan Love, which in the Chiefs game, Jordan was not good at picking up the blitz and identifying it and getting the ball out quickly. So he throws out to his his, his hot read, right? Which mm-hmm. is Winfrey in the flat. Winfrey catches it. Lions defender comes up, makes the tackle, knocks it out, changes the game. Another example of a receiver. Not helping Jordan Love. Which was really frustrating because I like Jawan Winfrey. Um, I like everything he brings to the table. Especially even on that play, right? The guy kind of made the tackle. I mean, Jawan broke the tackle. It was one of those kind of across the body. Jawan kind of juke stops, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about him. I like that ability that he has. I think he's much more of a fluid athlete than... MVS is, for instance. MVS, speed demon, but you put him one-on-one out there with the corner that's a couple yards away, he probably isn't going to make somebody miss in the phone booth, is what I'm saying. Not as agile, I agree. Right. So, But Jawan has that body type and that ability to make those kind of plays. I just really want to see that him take advantage of his opportunities because he didn't, was the Chiefs game right as well. I think he had a big role in, and he kind of disappointed there as well. I remember him seeing first seeing him with quality snaps in Arizona, and I thought he played well with the opportunities he was given. So I don't want to really be slamming Jawan Winfrey. I agree. I, I like his skill set. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like he has a higher upside than putting Malik Taylor out there or, of course, Amari Rogers. Like, he's useful. He's not a wasted body out there. I just wanted to make sure that we are giving the full picture on Jordan Love's performance. Because That's fair. There were a lot of guys that let him down and made him look worse than I think he played. And we will definitely get into him because I have some thoughts. <sighs> I have some thoughts. thoughts. I have some thoughts. All right, do you, do you just want to dive in? Do you just want to dive in? Jordan Love or uh, yeah. defense? Yeah, we can go Jordan Love. I and mean, then we'll hit defense. There's, defense there isn't an, that much to say about it. I got a couple thoughts. but it's a one-minute discussion. Two men. One that played, one that didn't. Perfect. Okay. There we go. Jordan okay. Love. <laughs> Jordan Love. So... Uh, given what you saw, what were your overall thoughts? We'll just start there because I definitely have some, but I want to hear what you're thinking. So as I've said previously on the show, right, this is me seeing limited snaps through patients' rooms, through watching highlights. I think he looks better than he did in Kansas City. I also felt like this was a game plan, which is Taylor made more to his skill set. In Kansas City, we went a lot of empty and forced him to make really quick reads, which he really struggled with. Mm-hmm. We still want shotgun, but we at least gave him a back and some chipping from the tight end to help him out a little bit. Did have some better throws, a little better accuracy. Like with the pass to Winfrey, better making the quick read on the blitz, right? Because yeah. against Kansas City, a few times he was blitzed and he just folded. Or he just locked on to Devontae. I'm happy Devontae wasn't in the game because then he didn't have an automatic, oh, I'm in trouble, I'm just going to throw this person. True. He actually had to go through progressions. He did. So there was some positives in in that aspect. He's still missing some throws. You know, he Mm -hmm. should have had a touchdown to Tyler Davis, and he throws it high, and Davis barely gets his hands on it, but I'm not going to blame Davis for that. That was a good play overall. I think that the throw itself was okay, but the play overall, I liked seeing that. That was probably my favorite play of his. Because he got out of the pocket, used his legs, kept his eyes downfield. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So some positives, but then again, you get the ball back in a position to go tie the game. Pressure in his face, throws off his back foot, like reverting to stuff that he would do in Kansas City. Ball sails, interception, game over. Correct. And while Amar, the interception to Amari isn't necessarily 100% on him, it's hard because we're judging him against Aaron Rodgers in some respects, and that's not fair to him. But we have a quarterback that's thrown four interceptions all year and he has thrown less interceptions than Jordan Love since week two which is a just a mind-boggling stat uh, it's amazing how some quarterbacks seem to be able to avoid that if you know what I mean avoid throwing interceptions regardless of of who's at fault if that makes sense to you so the Amari Rogers thing that's a fluke thing you don't really see Aaron Rodgers throw fluke interceptions very often how many times has Aaron Rodgers thrown Amari Rodgers? I think like eight. That sounds high to me. <laughs> I I understand what you're, what you're saying. It's just it's he seems like one of those guys that where he's gonna be pick happy early on. Oh yeah, I mean Rodgers was not as pick happy, but like his first year, man, it was rough. Do we not remember that we went? What, 4-12, and 5-11, and 11, and a lot of one-score games? He'd throw a pick or he'd fumble or turn over on downs? Like, we have a very romanticized Oh, ab- Absolutely memory. we do. Absolutely we do. But 
given the last year of our lives where it's been like, you're going to have Aaron Rodgers or they're going to kick him to the curb so we can have Jordan Love. When I see Jordan Love not play great, I don't love it. See, that one's for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, also, uh, from a, a from a pragmatist standpoint, we were looking for him to ball out for a couple reasons, so we felt better um, about him potentially being the future, and also so other teams could see it. Yeah, potential trade bait, and he definitely did not help us in any favors. No. But I also don't think that he played terrible enough to the point where we would make a drastic move in the offseason if Rodgers is gone. Right, we would not go draft somebody in the first or second round. No. We would not trade for somebody. Mm-mm. We would go on the well. He made some progress. Let's see what he has when he has a full off season, another full off season, looking like QB one. Yeah, no, I I agree. I want to go back to something you said because I think it it's the heart of my problem with Jordan Love. I had good analysis. What? I don't even think you you knew what you said. You said uh, you talked about his skill set, right? What is his skill set? What is Jordan Love good at? Strong arm. Where? Have we seen it? Not here. In college, that's what he was good at. Big frame. Decently mobile outside of the pocket. Have we seen that outside of the one played at Tyler Davis? Yeah, there were definitely some design play, like play action rollouts where he was able to roll out. Although his Jimmy accurate, Garoppolo does rollouts too. I'm just every quarterback in the I, I NFL he, can do rollouts. I think you're probably trying to prove a point that he has no strengths. Is no, that that, that is with? that is not where I'm going. Because I agree, right? He's a good athlete. He's not a crazy athlete. Um, he's not a Trey Lance level athlete, right? No. But he's not supposed to. In theory, he wasn't that far off. I'm. He, that is a gross, a gross <laughs> Think of it this way. Think of it this way. When you saw his highlights in college and stuff like that, right? Did you think we would at least potentially get young Rodgers athleticism? Because right now he's much closer to current Rodgers athleticism of what I'm seeing. I'm not saying that he is a better athlete than Rodgers currently. I don't remember watching his highlight film and seeing a lot of great scrambles. I don't. Okay. I remember seeing more than he's showing. Okay. And, and, but that's a lot of that, I'm sure, is is he's trying not to, to a certain extent, right? Because young quarterbacks can kind of go one of two ways. They can either fall back on their gifts, frequently to their detriment, right? And scramble way too early, way too often. Or with good coaching, they try to avoid that. I think he, that's probably what he's doing currently. You think he's overthinking, trying not to come off as a scrambling quarterback and being someone that can't stick in the pocket? Well, I think because a lot of the the throws I did not like coming from him in this game, he got pressure and he just stood there. And then he winked it off his back foot. The interception was not the only time that happened. It was the worst one. And some of them were completions. I mean, I'm not saying this is all bad, but he didn't really avoid pressure at all. He didn't even really try most of the time. I think his first play in the game, he got sacked. Yeah, he be- did. Because he didn't run away from the pressure. So some of that is awareness. Some of that is trusting yourself. Uh, but my point is not that he has no strengths. My point is I just haven't seen any of it. He has a big arm. When has he ever really put a zinger in there or threw a nice deep ball? Saints game, that was it. 
that was those, it. Those two passes. What <laughs> and one of them was to Amari Rogers, and I think he caught like a twenty yard pass. Yeah, and that was a good throw, but even then, that wasn't a huge arm strength throw. No, it was a bit of a zinger, but it wasn't like a rocket. Like right. his his highlights from what Utah Utah State. State. Yeah, it was a lot of just deep go routes, which. It, He's supposed to have a cannon. I just haven't seen it. He's yeah. supposed to have one of, if not the strongest arms in his class, right? I just, it looks like he's putting touch on everything, which long-term may be a very good sign for him, his ability to do that, because a lot of the young flamethrowers, Josh Allen's a good example of this, that's all they got when they come out of college. Is everything looks like they're trying to be Brett Favre type of deal. They don't learn the touch till later on. It seems like he has that to a certain extent, or at least he's working on it. But just everything that he was supposed to be good at, I'm just not seeing on the field. And I, again, we're not we're not able to see like like the full plays, right? Because right. they only really show where the ball is thrown. But you wonder how how much is the floor scheming up plays for him to, to show off his talents, to show off the deep ball, right? I mean, we've all seen, we all remember when we drafted Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur's that kid on Christmas. Mm-hmm. He was very excited. I don't know the last time I ran around that giddy, like how Matt LaFleur did. You know what? No, I do. NFC title game when MVS burned whoever it was for touchdown. <laughs> I ran around my living room like three times. It was beautiful. Not I'm a shame sure. of it. But he was so excited. And you would think that when you get to you get to have your boy and we mm-hmm. knew that he was going to play, you would scheme up some stuff to show him off. And underwhelming again. Yeah, and that's really, like I said, I don't want to bury the kid. I hope he has a very long career after Aaron Rodgers done playing or somewhere else. Um, Send him to Cleveland. I really hope he doesn't start next year, you know? Um, but right now, and once again, this is this is going to be a really bad portrayal of him, right? Uh-oh. Here comes something special, folks. <laughs> this is, I feel so bad saying this. You know, does he look better than Brett Hundley did? Is he Deshaun Kaiser 2.0? No. He does not look better than Brett Hundley. No. They look about equal. That's what I'm saying. I'm not no no shots at Brett Hundley. He's last I checked, still in the league somehow. But at I least mean, he look, was at the beginning of the year. But look at some of not only with COVID and injuries, but some like how bad some quarterbacks are in league. I mean, Peterman lasted for a few years. Which is mind boggling. John Gruden. But so and I I really want the best for Jordan Love. Seems like a really good guy. Um it's just I want to see him excel at something. I mean, and I think when you watch young quarterbacks, that's what you're looking for, right? You're looking for a play here or there because you know overall there's going to be a lot of growing pains. You know they're going to throw bad interceptions. They're going to make poor decisions, poor reads. They're going to be inaccurate. It happens. You're looking for the flashes where you can be like, that's the guy. That Now we just need that. That's why we drafted him. Yes, we just need that on every play. But I'm I'm missing that play, you know, I, and I think that's what's really gnawing away at me when watching Jordan Love, is that I'm just not seeing that play. How does the lack of development of Jordan Love affect your feelings about this playoff run, potential playoff run? It makes me that much more focused on the fact we have to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Because exactly, if, if the worst comes to worst and we lose Aaron in the offseason, we are not going to be the number one seed next year with Jordan Love unless he makes some drastic oh, no. tra- changes. Yeah, I think at, 
maybe you could tag it, and we'll get into all this at some point later in the offseason, I'm sure, after we win the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you tag Devontae, you try to bring, you cut one of the Smiths, you bring back as much as you can. Like, we probably make the playoffs, right? Assuming Jordan Love takes a step, and we rely heavily on the run game. I think we need multiple steps. Probably. Probably. Well, we could just turn into the Browns, I suppose. That would be the game plan. That might be a fair comparison. But my biggest problem... They both throw off their back foot a lot. They do. But when watching Baker Mayfield, even rookie year, doesn't matter. Like There are plays where you're like, well, that was a good ball. There are glimpses. There are glimpses. There's a lot of bad, right? And they're probably going to move on from Baker next. This is offseason or the next year or whatever. But there are glimpses of him being that guy. And I, just, I haven't seen it from Jordan Love, and it, that's what bothers me. I haven't seen him. Even that EQ, the the bad throw to EQ was a perfect example. He makes that one throw, and I feel much better about him. But not only did he just overthrow the guy, the ball was in completely the wrong spot on the field. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, I mean, that he threw it like the one place without underthrowing it. If you're going to overthrow it, he threw it in the one spot that was going to make it the hardest catch. You throw that across the field anywhere. He had from the left hash to the right sideline. Anywhere in there, you let EQ kind of try to run under it. He makes that throw. I feel a lot better about him. But I haven't seen him make that throw. Ever. At this point. Outside of the end of the Saints game. You're right. He had a couple nice throws. but Which is garbage time there in prevent. Big asterisks. Right. right. So now through a game and a half of actual football. Right, because the Lions were trying to win this game the whole time. Very obvious. A game and a half. I just I haven't seen any glimpse really that that he's got it, wherever that is. So that 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 is my. I will get down off my little pedestal here. That is my. Uh, Usually my I'm the ranter, but I I appreciate that man. That's one of the first times you've really let loose. It's it like I, it really bothers me because I want him to be good. I do, too. I think all Packer Nation listening to this does. Yes. Man, the Lions punter looked better than him at quarterback. I guess that's three people on defense we can talk <laughs> about then. Are we are we done beating the love horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll move to, we'll move to defense. So, on a fake punt by the Lions, good old Tipa. He needs <laughs> to get his awareness rating boosted in Madden because he was all over that fake punt. Was in perfect coverage. Kevin King should watch Tipa cover. <laughs> Broke up the pass, prevented the fourth down conversion. That was a good throw by the punter, honestly. It was a good throw. It was. But, he, but he let Tipa, his guy. Tipa was all over the field. Tipa was, yeah. Tipa I mean, doing some things. Great awareness to catch that so early on. Tipa knows that Zadarius Smith is coming back, and either him or Garvin are taking the bench soon. He's fighting. He is fighting. He's trying to Tipa the scales in his way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, man. Okay. My well, light is made. Also, Tom Kennedy out there looking like a better quarterback than Jordan Love. The random fifth-string receiver on the Lions that now has more passing yards than receiving yards in his four-year career. Can we just talk about how... Fun fact, former pro lacrosse player. Who to thunk it? Lax bro. Lax bro. It's kind of a similar motion, right? Throwing in. I mean, that, no. You could kind of. All right. <laughs> Mobile. You know, throwing off platform, right? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's a fair comparison. Just the Lions 
using every trick play in the book in a game that doesn't matter. Like, I, I don't. Honestly, I loved it. Like, watching I don't get the game. It, but it was funny. Watching the game is just a spectator. And that's what I tried to go in this game. I was like, I don't really care what happens. I want to see Jordan Love. And now everyone knows my thoughts on that. And just watch the game. Like, this should be interesting. Right? It was. It was because the lot, man, they tried. They did everything possible. And they succeeded. They did. They did, which maybe might be a good thing, actually. Because you burned us on every trick play imaginable. Now, hopefully going into the playoffs, we're going to be able... <laughs> like we, we've said this so many times before, have it happen now so yes. that in practice all week, we're practicing reverses and making mm-hmm. sure we're not over-pursuing. Correct. So it doesn't happen in the playoffs. Exactly. Bite us now, week 18. So it, if we can look back on this when we blow up a reverse in the playoffs, we can be like, thank you, Lions. Thank you. Thank you, Lions. Thank you. Appreciate that. That loss was worth it. But yeah, they did everything possible, man. I mean, it, it was fun. It was fun to watch. Everything worked besides the fake punt. And like I said, even that was a great throw. Yeah, our guys definitely were guilty of overpursuit. I mean, one of the guys you were going to talk about, I'll jump on it early. The absence of Devondre Campbell was so evident from this game. He is the communicator. Mm-hmm. He's the point guard out there. On a lot of these crossing routes, he's the one who makes sure that the guys switch over properly. Mm-hmm. A lot of the routes to Amon St. Brown were crossing routes. Also, with the absence of Campbell, you had Oren Burks in there. And I don't think Campbell would have done a whole lot better trying to cover Amon or St. Brown in man-to-man no. coverage. No. But Oren Burks. Ooh. Hmm. I don't I don't miss seeing you that much. Nope. Not in net role. There's been nope. times where he's been put on like outside linebacker and has had okay pass rushes, you know, a couple times early yeah. on this season. Yeah. Kind of just doing spot duty. But I do not miss seeing him in pass coverage, which is the only reason we drafted him in the what, second or third round? I think it was the third round, yeah. He was supposed to be like a, a pass coverage linebacker specialist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened there. I, I don't know either, but he's still on the team. We say this every year about Oren Burks. Yeah, he's one of these guys that somehow stays in the team for 10 years. Correct. Even though he does nothing. Correct. He's not even a great special teams player, which is what, the only reason I can assume Ty Summers is still on the team. Your favorite, Ty Summers. He didn't do anything atrocious out there, so that's a positive. I think he played, did he? I don't remember seeing him. He, he kind of sticks out. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So anything else on defense? The, so Tipa, we talked about Tipa, talked about the absence of Campbell, and then it's... I'll say it. I'll say it. Oh, Rockford's so- own was the Woo! defensive MVP of the game. He was the only person on actual defense because Tipa's play was on the fake punt, Correct. special teams. Dean Lowry was the only person who actually tried on defense, I think, the entire game. Yeah, uh, we were talking about it before we came on, and as a whole, the team had one sack and three tackles for loss. Dean Lowry had one sack and two tackles for loss. This is fifth sack of the season, which is a new record for him. Like a new he, personal record. He looks good, man. I mean, he looks so strong out there. He has one move, but it's effective. It almost makes me want to go and watch his film from before. Was he trying to like spin people? That's kind of what I've read, is that he was he would attempt like some finesse moves type of thing. No, bro. You got that strength rating. But he apparently he didn't know. How do you not know? Dude, you're from Ro- you're Rockford's own. <laughs> Rock you're Rockford's own. How do you not know? Go just just, just straight throw through people, them. throw people back in the quarterback, man. That's what he did. It's and then I saw a highlight film of him doing that this year from a couple different games. And man, that dude's a beast. 
Because he's doing this to guards and centers who are very strong, the strongest offensive linemen. And he's just going straight through and just putting one hand, you know, in their chest and just pushing them backwards. It's wild. He's an asset in the rotation. He is. Never thought I would say that. I know. I've been fighting for you, Dean. Preston, I've been fighting for you. Darius, if Kiki ever gets back from his unknown illness that is not COVID, he Gary. also might be dead. I mean, he's kind of in the Josh Myers camp <laughs> until this week. I forgot he was even on the team, honestly. <laughs> I haven't heard about that guy in a while. Kingsley, I hope you're okay if you listen to the show. Because you also show promise and, and are productive. Absolutely. He's a good pass-rushing uh, defense tackle. I would love to see you back. Good, sir. I mean, that's that's pretty much it on defense, right? I feel like... We mentioned earlier in the show that on the Pat McAfee show, Rodgers was very no holes bars saying that this game was meaningless. And it just kind of felt that way from the defensive performance. Yeah. I couldn't really tell play calling if things were more vanilla, but it just didn't seem like we had our juice. So besides trying to do, you know, glass half full where we practice reverses and not over pursuing for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to take too much away from the defensive performance. I'm not worried that we gave up 30-something points to the Lions. No, no. And like we said, that those 37 points required every trick play imaginable. Um, and also, a couple of their young players just played well, right? DeAndre Swift is going to be a problem. Is going to be a problem for a lot of people going forward because he is a very talented, versatile running back that can do a little bit of everything, and he showed that. Jamal Williams got more carries, but DeAndre Swift has that juice. You saw that at points through the season. If you watch Lions games, he's going to be dangerous going forward. That's a hard player to, to kind of wrap your, your arms around. And then Mon Ra has come out the second half of the season just on fire. I mean, we talked about it last week, and he did not disappoint. He did not. He is definitely the better of the two St. Brown brothers, without a doubt. It's not even close. Not even close. Which is kind of a bummer because I love, love me some EQ. But he's he's good. he's a stud, man. I mean, and what's really disheartening is our favorite boy, Amari Rogers. We picked a round before they picked him on Rob, took Amari Rogers in the third round. We were very excited about that pick, right? We loved that. We thought that was a great pick, exactly what we needed. Amon Ra goes in the fourth. Can you imagine if we had taken Amon Ra? And I don't like doing this normally because there's always a million factors and and situation matters a lot, and we would not be using Amon Ra like they are. But clearly he is very talented and very football smart because I don't know if you, you saw this, but they lined him up at Wildcat. You don't put wide receivers in Wildcat. That's a running back thing. If you're that skilled, you do. It, it's which I just love that they, they try to get him involved any way possible, and he really showed off his diverse skill set, and he's going to be a building block for them going forward. DeAndre Swift, Hawkinson, Amon Ra, they have somebody at every skill position now they can kind of build around. Yeah, a lot more pieces in place that I've had in a while. I just went back and pulled up to see all the other receivers taken after Armari Rogers to see how much I could complain about that that poorness of a pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schwartz for the Browns caught a, caught a oh, touchdown against us. He's so, done a little something. He's something. Uh, Jalen Darton. Who we might see in the playoffs for the Buccaneers. Okay. Bit of a speed start in North Texas. He was drafted after Mr. Mario Rogers. Just, you know, seeing other guys who could ahead instead. But nobody else, none of these other names have really done much. Marquez Stevenson for the Bills as a returner. Yeah. Yeah, not much there, except for Mon Ra, right? Yeah. 
I would much rather have a Monroe over Mari, but that's not without really a doubt. He was someone much. that I was interested in during the draft. He's one of those guys who doesn't seem to be great or exceptional at anything. He's not a speedster. He's not super big and strong. Good route technician. Good route technician. But he's good enough at everything else to really just be an important piece and, and make plays on the field everywhere you put him. So, like James Jones. Ah. James Jones wasn't great at anything, but he was consistent in money. He wasn't as versatile as Amon Rise. We weren't running like, Wildcat. <laughs> we were running, that would have been amazing with the hoodie back there. Dude, with his hoodie powers, he could have done anything that year. But we weren't doing like these little these little jet sweep and even reverse handoffs to him and stuff like that. Those weren't around back then, bro. Those Fair weren't enough. around in the age of the hoodie. Fair enough. We didn't have the <laughs> the Dan Campbell next level thinking that that the Lions do. You're right. Also, just for a second, we need to talk about that Dan Campbell has never called plays on any level ever until the last like five games of the season. And their offense has gotten a lot better, and they've all their wins have come since he's done that. I mean, he played tight end, right? He's never called a play. So? He's just like, bro, I got this. OC sucks. Let's, he, just, let's just do it. He's having more success. I think he should continue play calling into next year. He absolutely should. As much as that might hurt our team, it, good for him. Yeah, absolutely. It's. I was kind of curious what his thing was going to be when he got there, besides just by kneecaps. Yeah, I know you're going there. You're not going there. <laughs> um, but really, what was his thing going to kind of be? You know, he's not a play caller. He's not one of these offenses. He's not Matt Lafleur or Kyle Shanahan. He's he, a player's coach. He's right? a player's coach, and he's a hard nosed guy. So you're bringing him for culture and leadership and all that. It's right? Detroit. It's blue collar. Bring your lunch pail and go to work, damn it. Exactly. Doesn't matter so. how hard and how cold it is, how tough the NFC North is with just the Packers. Yeah, you're going to show up and you're going to work hard. Exactly. I'll be damned. You know what they did? They beat the Packers. They showed up and they worked hard. So good for them. You know, I, the Detroit Lions seem like the unlucky little brother in the division. Like, I actively don't like the other two teams. I just kind of feel bad for the Lions, so I, I want them to be semi-successful. We both expressed we've never had any harsh feelings towards Detroit. Nope. Got close before the Richard Rodgers Hail Mary game, but we all know how that ended. So exactly. hard feelings were avoided. Exactly. Speaking of hard feelings, on to the playoff bracket we go. On to the playoff bracket we go. Since we don't have any guaranteed upcoming opponent, we kind of have to briefly touch on all of them. So we had most of this playoff picture set up last week, right? But we, the rest of the playoff picture has become come to clear. Focus. Yes. Ooh, come to focus. I like that. So we won't have to deal with the Saints again, thankfully. The last team, oh, the last team to punch their ticket, but they're the number six seed, is the 49ers. So Eagles are the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. So if they somehow go into Tampa and beat the, as you would say, Tampa Bay Gronkineers, we would play them. We would. If they lose, then our next most likely opponent would be San Francisco if they beat Dallas. And the other game is Arizona going into L.A. Out of these three games, yeah, who do you think is most likely to pull the upset? Well, I think logically you'd say Cardinals and Rams because that's a closer game. But I'm going to say 49ers. I think they're hot. I think they're, they've, they have come on. Really figured some stuff out at the right time. Um, if Jimmy G's, you know, thumb and hand situation doesn't get any worse, but 
they're also going to a dome, so it's not going to matter. Which, oh, by the way, Luke and I were both wrong. We were like, is Jimmy Garoppolo even going to play in the playoffs? And he was he was back next week. So <laughs> last week. Our so bad. That was our bad. We're not perfect, folks. Our apologies. So I think I think that's the one that's most likely, and then we'd play them unless the Eagles win. That would be hilarious if the Eagles and 49ers won. So yeah, it's just down to four teams, right? Those are our four. Eagles, 49ers, Cardinals, Rams. We're going to play one of those four teams. Um, so I say 49ers most likely to get the upset. Cowboys just seem to be the Cowboys too much, you know? Like they, they look unbeatable sometimes, and then they just look terrible at other times. So they're really inconsistent, and I think that San Francisco can just come in, control time possession. Um, and they have Debo, who is somehow a superhero. Like that man is unbelievable if you watch that game last week. Even Ayuk was stepping up too. It's like he was all those draft picks that we were scared about that really haven't played up to their potential. Yeah, now they're here. They all those players that I wanted us to draft in previous drafts. Yep, mm-hmm. you're not the only one, sir. I know, but man, I just I can't get over Debo. Honestly, he's their best wide receiver. He may be their best running back. What he's doing, I know Eli Mitchell's great. I was going to say he might be their best player as a whole, and I love my George Kittle, and Nick Bosa's a dude, but Debo is the one conducting this train. It's it's insane. Like, you don't see usage like his, like he had in this last game. And I haven't watched every 49ers game, so I don't know if they exactly how they deploy him all the time, but you don't see people coming out of the game, huffing and puffing for a play, run right back in, get the ball, Next play, get the ball, run back out because they're about to die. Like, you just, he's like that guy in high school that plays every single position because he's the best at literally everything. Jesse Bobbitt talking to you. <laughs> he's he's that guy, right? Yep. Just, he's going to play, you know, Debo's probably their best, you know, he could probably play that backer safety role, you know? He's probably their best safety. Yeah, he's the, he's the nickel safety. When you bring it through on the field, he's that guy. I apologize, Jimmy Ward, go Huskies. But... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> had to put it in. Had to. He's just—he's so good at everything. And then he threw a touchdown. Just uh, icing on top. Something else to look for. Correct. Right? Like just—he's so good. And what's so frustrating is I really like that kind of player, right? That versatility. It's like we drafted a guy to do that. Exactly. Like his name is Amari Rogers. I'm sorry. Continue. Well, that, that's the frustrating part, right? So like Randall, young Randall Cobb, when we always put him in the backfield and nothing happened. This is kind of where where that where my head's at. And Amari's that kind of player too, right? He's smaller, but he's pretty stocky. I mean, he weighs the same as Debo, at least on paper. He's a couple inches shorter, but versatility, you could run some plays with him at running back, probably. At least some jet motions, that kind of thing, swing passes, and then out there as a wide receiver. But Debo takes that to a whole nother level. He had a rushing touchdown on like five straight games. And he goes out there sometimes as wide receiver one, lining up against Jalen Ramsey, and he's not losing. That that ability to play everything on offense is kind of a lost art, I feel. And also just something people aren't willing to risk. How many teams are going to put their wide receiver one at running back? Yeah, and they don't just do like pitches to the outside. They will put him like halfback dive up the middle. You know, he's like a legit running back when he's back there. Which, when we used to use Cobb in that position, I would hate it because I was so scared of losing him, like you said. 100%. And then I think that's one of the reasons why, I mean, that in the, in the in productivity is why we switched away from it. Correct. But just that ability, that dude scares me. I mean, he because he took that game over. 
him, Ayuk, they have this other guy, Jennings, on the outside. Mm-hmm. And then you still have my boy Jennings. George Kittle in the middle. Eli Mitchell's a great running back. It's a Shanahan running scheme, right? His dad was doing it with the Broncos for years. You could put me or you running back there, and we'd still get 80 yards on the ground. Probably. Probably. It's You're hoping that you beat Jim Garoppolo at that point. Yeah. I think you really hope that as awful as, this t- as it is to say that like Debo gets dinged up a little bit, right? Like when we beat the when we beat the Eagles in 2010 wildcard game, mm-hmm. Deshaun got dinged up. And obviously, I think Debo is a more complete player. But I remember having the same kind of fear facing Deshaun Jackson as the I effect. would facing Debo. Yeah, the effect that kind of player, that kind of superstar game-changing player kind of puts in the game. Absolutely. So that they just, they, they scare me. Plus, obviously, some PTSD. But it's, it's a much different team. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Both us and them. I mean... Eli Mitchell's not going to run for 200 yards on us. Yeah, what is Raheem Mostert doing these days? Is he hurt? Yeah, he can't come hurt us. I think he got hurt like right off the bat. So that's the team that scares me. That's who I think could pull the upset. How about you? I completely agree. I think that that the the most likely upset is San Fran at Dallas. I agree with what you said about, you know, Debo Samuel and their offensive weapons. Nick Bosa also has over 15 sacks this season. Mm-hmm. He's he's a dude, so we'll be thankful if we see them. We have Bakhtiari back. I also think that you know they do move Debo around a lot, but it seems like they like to have him in the slot. I think that when Jair returns, there's a good chance that he'll be in the slot. I would have a lot more faith in that than Sully. Yeah, I think that Sully has had a underperforming few weeks. Yeah. And that, that has made the, the decision more obvious to me that that's where you put Jair back in. You leave Razul God and you leave Stokes on the outside mm-hmm. and then you put Mr. Jair in the slot. So to get back to your question, I have a lot of respect for the 49ers, but also I watched Dallas play at home against Arizona. I want to say week 16, mm-hmm. Arizona without Diner Hopkins Dallas just doesn't look right. Dak has been having a slump, and it was it was obvious for me when I watched him play. Wasn't throwing the ball super confidently. Was missing more than he normally does. They are married to Zeke's paycheck. That's out. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. Tony Pollard, way better. Way better. You think that he's more of like a receiving scat back, which he excels in, but he's also got that pop, so like Aaron Jones does. Yeah. Where even, I mean, he has the big play potential, but also, like, he can, like, get quick through the tackles or quick mm-hmm. off the edge. He isn't, like I said, not just a scat back. And Zeke just, just looks slow, man. Think of all the carries he had over the years. Like, he's just not the player he once was. Which is crazy because he's young still, but he looks old. Weathered. Yeah. A lot, a lot of miles on those treads. A lot, good way to put it. That And that's something I've been, I've been talking about all year. Anytime the Cowboys come up, it's just, man, Tony Pollard's much better than Ezekiel Elliott. Much better. And like you said, he kind of started his career as, as kind of that pass-catching change of pace back. But you give him the ball, if he's the, the lead running back, you are not disappointed. He's making plays in between the tackles. He's popping off big runs that Zeke just can't do anymore. He doesn't have the speed and the acceleration that he used to. Pollard does. I mean, he's their kick returner. You don't put unathletic people back there for that. So We do sometimes. Okay, besides us. <laughs> There's another factor of the Cowboy team oh yes that would make me think that the Niners have the edge Mr. what's an adjustment Mike McCarthy 
correct. A lot of those playoff losses come to, to us not performing well, but also his lack of the ability to make an adjustment. Like, we're just going to leave the Darius Gunter on Julio Jones the whole time? That's going to work out great for us. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, it did not. It did not. Um, but also, like you brought up, we did not come out and play our best, right? At some point, some of that is on the coach. Some of it is on the players. Like, if you can't get up for a playoff game, get off the field. What are you doing? But as the coach, that is your job. Correct. So there's a potential that they come out a little flat then they don't make the proper adjustments to kind of get back into the game. Also, something that's important to remember about the 49ers is that they came back against the Rams, right? They were down 17-0. They didn't panic. They came back running the football. They didn't go super pass-happy. Which most teams wouldn't do. They would go pass-happy, like right. you said. But they have the ability to catch up while running. So even if Dallas gets out to a lead, it's not necessarily safe. And you're like, oh, Jim Garoppolo is going to have to do everything. Probably not. That lead's going to have to be bigger than 17 points, apparently, to put them in that position. Just hand to Debo. Apparently, that's literally, Debo, that's just literally all you Debo, need. Just whatever to Debo. And then when you circling on Debo, you got Kittle. And got Ayuk, like you, you said, Ayuk. been playing really well. Jennings had two touchdowns against the Rams in a pivotal game. Mm-hmm. They had options. They got They got some depth there. We should probably talk about another game, although I love talking about that one. I mean, that's I think out of all of these teams, besides besides the Bucks, which is obvious because Tom Brady, I think we, we would agree that the Niners scare us the most. Yeah, which makes uh almost no sense given that the Cowboys just put up like what, fifty six points or something. Um It was against the Eagles in the game that meant nothing. Correct. Oh, I understand. I understand. Um then Arizona Rams have been two of the the top contenders all year right so i'm happy they're playing each other but also neither one of those teams kind of scare me partially because we beat them already they're both bipolar right yeah both quarterbacks i think have underwhelmed in recent weeks Mm -hmm. we went into arizona with oh god i wish i wish i pulled up how banged up we were that game that's when we had like no wide receivers at all it was awful that's like that's when winning was starting dude yep and we still went in and we won that game i feel like we controlled it pretty well D-Hop was still playing somewhat in that game. He was, yeah, because he had a big touchdown over Stokes, mm-hmm. which was just a hell of a play by Hopkins. Correct. Stokes was in position, I remember. And the Rams, I mean, Von Miller's been heating up a little bit, but Stafford is... He's, he's throwing like two, three picks a game at this point. Yeah, it's like six in the last four games, something crazy like mm-hmm. that. He's looking like Rams, not Rams, like Lions playoff Stafford. And you cannot do that against Aaron Rodgers because no. we're not going to give the ball up. Right, so you cannot give us extra chances. Well, hopefully we don't, unless Correct. you know people start fumbling and whatnot. But. Well, yeah, just fair catch every punt or let it bounce at this point. But yeah, Cooper Cup scares you obviously against them. Jair, right? I mean, at this point, he's Stokes. I mean, depending on how they line up, Cup. I'm I'm not too terrified of that. Plus, there's a ton of yards and, and touchdowns and everything, but. The Rams had ha, have had a way of just kind of not showing up there in the big games. One of that being ours, one of those being that 49ers game. So, not super scared there. Or the Cardinals, like you said. We're much healthier than we were when we beat them, and they're much more banged up than they were when we beat them. So, feel pretty good about there. The other super interesting game to me is the Eagles and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because the Eagles are just weird, man. I mean... Just weird. Yes. They are one of the few power running offense in the NFL. They're averaging, what, like almost 200 yards a game, it feels like. Yeah. 
after they couldn't run the ball for shit the first four weeks of the season. So we talked about this with us potentially playing playing the Eagles, right? That they can get into, you know, they get the ball early, run, 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 go score a touchdown. Basically the 49ers game plan against us the last several times we've seen them in the playoffs. Pretty much, yeah. And then you get a fluky turnover mm-hmm. or you, you, you force a turnover, whatever. You get them to punt. You get the ball back. You take more time. You run down their defense. You get a couple of drives like that going, and then it's just that that ball just rolls downhill and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So I could see it. Tampa but- Bay's still a little banged up on defense. I mean, they're down corners and safeties. I know that. Um, I think they just activated Levante David to come back. I think. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to play or not, but against a banged up defense. I could see a lot of ball control there. I'm interested to watch that game. I think that'll be interesting. Devontae Smith's having a really strong second half to his rookie season, so now it's not exclusively running the ball. You do have a slight bit of a pass game. It'll be interesting. That's an interesting game. I think the Buccaneers are going to win. But It feels like such a cop-out and poor analysis, but when I think of this game, there's only one real thing that comes to my mind. Tom Brady. Yeah. He's, I just I have faith that he's going to pull it out somehow. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is like when Baltimore went into New England and shocked the nation. That'd be great to see, but I kind of doubt it. I agree. I agree. So who do you want to play? If you could pick one team. Of the of the actual matchups, right? Because I would say Dallas, but there's no way numerically we, that we play Dallas. Right. We can't play the Buccaneers or so Dallas. So out of these three teams, I think... Four teams. Oh, four. I guess the Rams. Um, it's Cardinals or Rams. That's who you want to play? I w- it's Cardinals or Rams. I would say the Cardinals. Okay. Because D-Hop isn't going to be 100%. Like you said, now we're the more healthy team. They're more banged up. We have this familiarity with with McVay's system because him and the floor are both under the same tree. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a double-edged sword because then we're familiar with them and they're familiar with us. Odell Beckham is looking better in their offense, so I think they are more potent than Arizona would be. I think Arizona is the weakest link in the NFC. Okay. I think I would probably say the Eagles, um, just because what you just mentioned, they're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, right? And we have problems with running quarterbacks. I think we've done a little bit better recently this year about that. Kyler, for instance, didn't didn't do much against us. Um, Huntley did. Obviously, but we've been better. But I think we just wouldn't turn the ball over. I'm banking on that and going to knock on wood here. So that that's the, like you said, the Eagles kind of need need to make some stops and some plays to get some turnovers on defense, get them the ball back because they're not crazy explosive. But I don't think that would happen. So they can run, 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 run all they want, kick field goal. We're gonna go score a touchdown. Uh, their defense is not fantastic. I, I'm they don't scare me that much, but also they have the ability to potentially Kaepernick us, so I, I don't love that either. Yeah, just the ball, ball control and suffocate us. I mean, on defense, you know, you got Slay. Yeah. Big play Slay, but... He's old now. And... His best days versus Devontae are behind him. Devontae has eaten his lunch several times, but let's just say for the sake of discussion that Darius Slay has the game of his life and he's able to lock down Devontae. Mm-hmm. The Lizard King. And they don't have Razul God like they did a couple they years ago. They don't have Razul God. Do you think Devontae <laughs> Maddox is going to keep up with MVS? 
who a little banged up against the Lions. He uh, was on a live stream Monday night and said he should be back. He should be just fine. So you, you think one of their guys can keep up with him? No. And then who's going to cover Josiah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Randall Cobb's going to be back. So it just goes That's on true. and true. on. I could see Josh Myers pushing Fletcher Cox into retirement. Yeah. Yeah. His best days are probably behind him as well. So I like that's where I what I want to say, right? But they still scare me. I mean, any team that can run the ball scares me. Realistically, at this point, what? just what? because our our run defense has been was so good early and has kind of been a little shaky recently. I think that's 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 fair. I was gonna say, why can't we have the AFC bracket like the Steelers? How they're so. The Steelers, They're the most boring team to ever make the playoffs. The Raiders, like I, w- I would feel extremely confident against either of those teams. Yeah, and I would feel confident against the Patriots. Well, is Derrick Henry back for the Titans yet? Uh, no, I don't think so. <sighs> I would probably feel confident against the Titans then too. <laughs> yeah, honestly, what are they going to do? They haven't had Derrick Henry in like eight weeks. They keep winning. But- Julio just caught his first touchdown. I guess is is AJ Brown have like twenty touchdowns? Hendon and Anthony Ferks are just no, going off. Uh, AJ Brown's been hurt most of the year. They don't yeah, have, they don't I, have I, Khalif Raymond. Honestly, I don't know what they're doing. I honestly have no idea. They got the one seed somehow, but it feels like every time you know you watch that ticker at the bottom of the screen, it's like all their games are close, not super high scoring. They just they just win them all. Tannehill has a naked bootleg to win it. His stat line is always like twenty three for thirty five for like one hundred and seventy eight yards. A touchdown and an interception, and they win. And I don't know how, I don't know why, but they do. So that's not super scary. Obviously, the Chiefs kind of scare you over that just because their potential, right? Bills don't really scare me too much. No, and as a secondary Bills fan, just they're just so inconsistent. And losing Trey White, their all-pro corner, mm-hmm. I think has really hurt that defense. I don't, I don't see them going very far. No, neither do I. I mean, I hope, I hope so. Yeah, obviously I'm rooting for them out of the AFC. I remember last year when it was, what, Bills, Chiefs, and Packers, uh, Buccaneers, and everyone's like, oh, Devin, what are you going to do when your two favorite teams play in the Super Bowl? And I was like, I'd be happy if just one of them makes it. And then <laughs> neither one for two. Did. I thought for sure, man. I thought that was going to be the year. That was going to be the year. So, yeah, we got, oh, man, they got the Bengals, the only team we didn't bring up. Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow's on a crazy hot streak, but you got to think he comes down at some point, right? I was just going to say the same thing. They got weapons galore, but we've seen teams like that in the playoffs go ice cold. We have been that team in the playoffs. Yes, indeed, we have. I I, I didn't want to say it, but we have been that team. We know how it goes. So, yeah, AFC side looks much easier. I think the key here with all those teams is they're not nearly as well-balanced or well-rounded. They all kind of fall into they do one thing. Except the Raiders. I don't really know what they do great. They got a good running game. And they, yeah, they have, Josh a, they have enough. Scary, you know? Hunter Renfro. Hunter they Renfro have Hunter Darren Renfro. Waller. You're right. They, they get the job done. They do. Because the Bengals have a crazy good pass game. Sometimes recently. Mixon right? does enough in the running game. He does enough. Bills literally are just going to throw the ball 75 times a game. Or have Josh Allen run and hurdle people. Correct. Because he's he is the closest thing to Brett Favre that I've seen, not from a talent perspective, but just like a, I don't give enough. He's quite literally Brett Favre mixed with Cam Newton. I could see that because he's. I mean, people don't really realize that necessarily, but 
Dude's the same size as Cam Newton. Yeah, he's like six five. He's huge. And he's that that thick too. You know, he's not Mike Glennon looking like a giraffe. And he doesn't slide. No, that's what I'm saying. Like he plays a lot more like Cam Newton mixed with Brett Favre, which I absolutely adore. I'm amazed he hasn't gotten like seriously multiple hurt concussions, seriously hurt. Yeah, you hope for Buffalo's sake that doesn't happen in the playoffs. Well, I mean, then you get to see Mitch God. Watch, watch, <laughs> Mr. Bisky lead him to the Super Bowl. The Bills to a Super Bowl. I would just honestly, die that would laughing. be amazing, amazing. Let's root for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're not wishing any uh, ill will upon you, Josh Allen, but it would be funny to watch the Bills go. We'll see you in the Super Bowl, Mitch. <laughs> Make it all the way to the Super Bowl and lose to Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> that would be so bad. We wouldn't have an episode for months, guys. Just letting no, you know that. We'd go silent. We'd go silent. <laughs> all right. So I think we covered our, our, our potential opponents pretty well there. Pretty well. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It should be really interesting, right? I mean, what? There's two game, two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, one on Monday. I'm super happy there's a game on Monday. I get to watch it. That's well, going to be super interesting. And I, you get the Manning cast for a playoff game. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Good point. And there is, I guess the Bills game is Saturday night, so I should hopefully be off work for that, which will be good to see. Because, I mean, that's the game I most want to watch is Patriots at Bills. And then you'll have to give me all the information about you know, Cowboys Niners and yeah, how absolutely. the Eagles look first, Tampa and whatnot. It's, I'm really looking forward to this. It's gonna be this is gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. It's a stacked field. Yeah. It's gonna it be really it's gonna be fun to watch. Only on our side. But yes. I don't remember a time where it was this good like, top to yeah, bottom. It was this deep. You know, no one feels they we feel like the front runner, but like any one of these six teams could go all the way. Yeah, the Eagles really really are the only one that you see that probably can't you don't think right now they can right they'd the be the dark side. horse right but you could see the 49ers given the streak they're on make it similarly to how they made it last time obviously the cowboys buccaneers rams cardinals those have all been favorites the whole year to potentially make a deep run go into the super bowl so i'm really looking forward to it, especially this week just relax right because we can't lose we can't that's a we very good lose. way of looking at it I think that might be the the episode title there. We can't lose. We can't lose. I like that. <laughs> All righty, folks. We are pushing an hour and 15 minutes, so I think it's about time that we wrap it up. I think so. Stay safe this weekend. Enjoy watching the playoffs with a good peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.